Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for joining, tuning in to our virtual message for Christmas. It's a joy to bring the Word of Christ to you. If you would, please turn in your Bibles to John chapter 1. John chapter 1 is where we will be today. Who doesn't love presents? I don't know anyone who does not love presents. It seems to be a universal love language for humanity. We are hardwired to receive gifts and to rejoice and understand and appreciate gifts. The receiving, the opening, the anticipation, the surprise, and the joy of gifts is something we all have the chance to participate in and can understand. I want you to think about maybe the, the most special gift that you've ever received. What was it about that gift that made it so special? Was it the person that gave it to you? Was it the gift itself? Did it make you feel loved and appreciative or appreciated? Was the gift, did the gift have so much value in it that it caused uh, a spike in joy and you did a little dance, ran around the house, called everyone you knew, sang a song? What is it about that gift that was so special to you? Gifts are amazing. And Christmas is a season of giving gifts, but we have to be careful in Christmas and the busyness of it that we don't forget the real reason for why we give gifts in the first place. Why is Christmas a season of exchanging gifts? Well, biblically, it is because the greatest gift of all has been already given to us in the person of Jesus. God has given us Jesus. This He is the gift of all gifts. And when He comes to the earth, it is Jesus that then unleashes a spirit of generosity and of love and service to the world. This morning, we are going to spend a few minutes considering this gift. Considering the gift of all gifts and unpacking it. Reminding ourselves about this gift, what makes this gift the most special gift of all. And maybe you are tuning in and you've never heard the Christmas story from a biblical perspective. Or maybe this is the 1,000th time you've heard the Christmas story. No matter where we are today, may we enter into Christmas all over again. May we see the beauties and the glories of Christmas enter in and receive it with great, great joy. Our text this morning is from John 1, verses 1 through 5 and 9 through 14. We're going to read that now. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Verse 9 and 10. He was in the world, and the world was made through Him, yet the world did not know Him. He came to His own, and His own people did not receive Him. But to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, he gave the right to become children of God. 
who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of Jesus. Would you still our hearts today? Would you calm our anxieties? Would you comfort us now, God, that our eyes may gaze upon your wonderful gift without distraction? Without the distraction of busyness, without the distraction of pain and suffering and brokenness, without the distraction of fear. God, would you still our hearts that we may behold you. Cause our hearts to behold you and to rejoice in the gift of your son, Jesus. All for your glory. Amen. First thing that I want us to consider this morning as we look at this gift is where did the gift come from? Where did the gift come from? You know, my mom growing up would always get on us. I have two brothers. I'm the middle. The three boys. She would get on us because Christmas morning we would be in absolute frenzy as tornadoes in the living room, shredding wrapping paper, throwing it all over the place as we're unpacking all of our presents and uh, not caring, not noticing, not even slight in the slightest way paying attention to who these presents are being given from, right? We're just, we just find our names and open them. But my mom, of course, knows better. She's also in a frenzy. She's trying to, to document and write down all the different people and all the gifts that they gave so that we can rightly appreciate the gift and so that we can write thank you cards after Christmas. That's what's appropriate and helps us understand and appreciate the gifts for what they are. And the same goes for Jesus. We must consider where Jesus came from. Who is he from? If he is the gift, who is he from? So that we may truly appreciate it. If we look on the tag of Jesus, what we find there is it says from God. From God to sinful humanity. It is a gift from God. Jesus is a gift for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. For, for God so loved the world that He gave. God is a giver. That is His posture. And we, we are in the posture of Receiver. We're the receiver in this equation. Christmas time, we, we are not primarily givers. Christmas is primarily about us receiving. We as humanity are receiving Jesus as a gift from God Himself. Jesus didn't come from a toy store. He didn't come from a manufacturing plant. He came from God. He came from eternity past. In the beginning of our text today, it says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, and, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." 
He was in the beginning with God. We see that the present comes from God. We also begin here to see the nature of the present. What is the nature of Jesus? And the present is God Himself. The present is God. The nature of Jesus is God. That's what gets Jesus killed. That claim is what gets Him put on a cross. The Word who is Jesus. This is the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. He is the one that comes to this earth. He, he has always existed with the Father, but He comes and He puts on flesh. The birth of Jesus was not the beginning of Jesus. It was the beginning of Jesus in human form. As Dr. Aiken says, it's theologically precise to say there was a time when Jesus did not exist. But however, there was never a time when the Son was not. In the incarnation, God takes on flesh. He's not a spirit only, not divine only, and He's not half human. He's all the way human. He's fully human and yet fully divine. Dr. Aiken continues, there was an emptying by addition. The Son did not surrender His deity. He added humanity. And the type of humanity He added was not that of a sovereign, but that of a servant. The nature of the gift is divine and human. This is the present. It comes from God and its nature is God in human form. And next we consider not just the, the nature, but the purpose of the gift. Why is Jesus such a valuable gift? Why is he the gift of all gifts? And here is the reason. Because he is the gift that solves our greatest problem that meets our deepest need and the gift that causes our maximum joy. That is what makes Jesus so valuable. You see, our great problem as humanity is that we have sinned against holy God, righteous God, and we, we deserve to get His judgment. Every one of us is guilty. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That is why our world is as broken as it is. That is why things like the coronavirus and things like your pain and the struggles that you're going through in your life today exists. All the brokenness in the world can be traced back to this very thing. When humanity decided we don't want the lordship and the kingship of God, we are going to be our own king. That was sin. We treasured ourselves over God. That was sin. And now judgment has been happening to us. And judgment will happen to us if we do not repent. We are all guilty and deserving of judgment. This is the darkness that we are in as humanity. But as our text says today, the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. Christ coming 
is shining into our broken, dark world, and we do not overcome it. He is overcoming us. How? How does Jesus overcome the darkness? He overcomes it by living a perfect life and then dying a substitutionary death in our place. And then three days later, He gets out of the grave in resurrected power. He's vindicated. The darkness of night is overcome by the dawn of His resurrection. He takes our judgment. And He overcame our judgment. He overcomes all sin and darkness and evil in that resurrected moment. And on the cross, He was the sufficient sacrifice vindicated by His resurrection, but on the cross, a sufficient blood sacrifice for sin by which we can be forgiven. And by His blood, He purchases us everything good we could possibly experience. He purchases for us all the goodness of God. And because God is the fountain of all joy, That means we get to experience and drink from that fountain forever and ever and ever. If you believe, as our text says today, you get the right to become children of God. Forever. Sealed. Fully. You're adopted forever in the family of God to be in fellowship with God, the fountain of all things good. That is why Jesus is the gift of all gifts. He solves our greatest problem, which is the wrath of God. He meets us in our deepest need, which is our sin and the judgment that we deserve. And He gives us maximum joy by bringing us and reconciling us to God. Jesus is the gift of all gifts. R.G. Lee articulates the coming of Jesus at Christmas beautifully. He says this, Christ, who in eternity rested motherless upon the Father's bosom and in time rested fatherless upon a woman's bosom, clasping the Ancient of Days who had become the Infant of Days. What deep descent from the heights of glory to the depths of shame, from the wonders of heaven to the wickedness of earth, from exaltation to humiliation, from the throne to the tree, from dignity to debasement, from worship to wrath, from the halls of heaven to the nails of earth, from the coronation to the curse, from the glory place to the gory place at the cross. In Bethlehem, humility and glory in their extremes were joined. Born in a stable, cradled in a cattle trough, wrapped in swaddling clothes of poverty, no room for him who made all rooms, no place for him who made and knows all places. Oh, deep humiliation of the Creator, born of the creature woman, but in his descent was the dawn of mercy. Because we cannot ascend to him, he descends to us. Jesus is the gift of all gifts. And this is the true glory of God. 
Verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. This is the glory of God in the face, the person, the work, the sacrifice, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He has by his blood purchased us. God, he's forgiven us of our sins. And one day he is coming back with a renewed heavens and earth where everything will be made right. This is glory. So we've considered where the gift came from, the nature of the gift, the purpose of the gift. And finally, let us consider our response. How then shall we respond to the gift of all gifts? Well, the first thing we need to do is receive him. Receive the gift. Receive Jesus. Our text makes very clear you have to receive him. There were some that did not receive the gift. Instead, they, they killed him. They did not want him. Being God, being Savior, being Lord, that was a threat to their kingdom and they could not have it. And so they crucified him. That cannot be our posture. We must receive him. We must say yes and amen to his coming. We cannot receive Jesus through somebody else. We cannot receive Jesus through uh, cultural norms. Can't receive him through your parents or your family or your pastors. He must be personally received. What does that mean? That means by faith, you simply believe in the gift. Confess your sins and believe in Christ as Lord and Savior. That's what it means to receive him. Secondly, we must rejoice. Once we receive Him, we rejoice. God wants us to rejoice in the Son. This is not a Grinch, bah humbug moment. This is actually the very opposite. This is the angels showing up to the shepherds saying, Behold, do not fear. I bring you, we bring you good news of great joy that is for all the people. Jesus is here, this gift is here to maximize your joy. To give you a joy that can be found in no other place. We are to rejoice now to inexpressible glory. As we look forward to that day when we will rejoice even more fully. After we, we receive Him, we rejoice, and finally we re-gift Him to the world. Not that we are God sending Jesus into the world. Not that Jesus has to come again or die. No, we are bringing Jesus to the world. We are re-gifting Jesus to the world by, by proclaiming the good news of Jesus to others, by living in such a way, loving others in such a way that we would adorn this amazing gift that has been given to us. As we go, we bring the fragrance of Jesus to others. That's what we're called to do. As natural as it would be to call a friend, to share with somebody some gift that you receive. So we are called out of the abundance of the overflow to share. Jesus is the only gift that you can give that will not deplete, deplete you. He's the only gift that keeps on giving even when you give him away. When we give of Jesus, our 
joy in Jesus and the goodness of God is not depleted. It's actually more maximized. When you give Jesus to others, to your neighbors, your co-workers, your family, you get to experience more and more of God. This is what God made us to be and to do. We are image bearers. We are, we are worshipers of Jesus. And we are called to be sharing this good news with the world. Receive Him, rejoice in Him, and re-gift Him. Let's pray for the Lord's blessing on us this Christmas to do just that. Father, You are so good, so gracious, so wonderful. Thank You for the unbelievable gift of Jesus, Your Son. We thank You, God, that He put on flesh, that He lived a life we could not live, that He died a death in our place, that He rose from the dead to give us power to redeem all things in the kingdom that He will bring. We thank You, Lord, for that. We pray, God, that You would fill us now with peace and comfort and joy and hope. Hope in the redemption that you have accomplished and hope in the final full redemption that you will bring. And help us, God, in the here and now, in between the times of your coming, help us to spread Christmas cheer everywhere we go with the good news of Jesus Christ. We love you and we pray these things, God, all for your glory. Amen.